Are you ready? Wausau Cyclones Hockey is back with a promotion-packed opening month of October. Don't miss the home opener with Magnet Schedule Giveaway October 15th, trick-or-treat game, military appreciation, or paint the rink. Visit WausauCyclones.com for tickets. What's going on, Cyclones fans? Jake Sentholz back with you uh, once again for the second podcast of the regular season. Uh, we have an interview with Coach Bailey for you. We have a players-only segment uh, for you and uh, much, much more. Uh, tons of um, promo opportunities and, of course, the home opener right around the corner. Uh, all that and more coming up with my conversation uh, with Zach Surway. Um, but to start things off, uh, the, the Wausau Cyclones um, took their momentum that they built uh, against the St. Louis Junior Blues on opening weekend and uh, took it right into Milwaukee and uh, played a heck of a game on Saturday. Uh, it was a Saturday-Sunday series with Milwaukee. They would split that series as Milwaukee came out uh, 5-2 victorious on Sunday. But we're going to focus in on the Saturday game. It was a one to nothing contest, but not your typical one to nothing contest as the uh, Cyclones and the Power not only went to overtime, but a shootout, and it took six players um, to get it done in the shootout. Uh, and the person that we have to highlight the most here, the player we have to highlight is Zach Dojan. Uh, he played 65 minutes total, saved all 40 shots that came his way, and uh, denied all six shooters in overtime. Uh, so Dojan with, I believe, his second shutout of the season. Let me check uh, who was in net for that first shutout against the St. Louis Junior Blues. Uh, it was Dojan as well. So Dojan, two appearances on the season, uh, has yet to let in a goal. Um, impressive to say the least, uh, and you're going to hear Coach Bailey talk about a little bit about his goaltending tandem and the goaltending room uh, overall this season. But Zach Dojan um, so far has not let a single puck sneak by him and uh, will likely uh, have an opportunity to extend that streak uh, come tomorrow night as the uh, Wasa Cyclones travel to Peoria to take on the Mustangs. But let's go back and walk you through this game a little bit. A lot of penalties in the first period. Four called on the Cyclones. Two called on the Milwaukee Power. Ben Creamers, uh, a one-time Riverwolf, um, one of the guilty parties for the Milwaukee Power. Um, but Griffin Lennis and then uh, to a bit of a probably everybody's surprise, Zach Dojan, the goaltender, um, called just nine minutes into the game, two minutes for a roughing minor. And in fact, uh, four out of the six penalties that were called in the first period were roughing minors. The other, a kneeing uh, penalty going on Griffin Lennis and a tripping minor going on Dominic Bourdon, uh, who is our featured player on during the uh, players only segment today. But no scoring at all uh, in the in regulation, no scoring in overtime. Uh, so it was a goalie show. It was a heck of a goaltender battle between Spencer Northway uh, for the power and Zach Dojan. 
Uh, Norway saw 29 shots come his way in regulation, uh, made all 29 saves. Dojan uh, made 40 out of 40 saves, as mentioned earlier. And Northway, um, he, he played out of his mind all game at, and all the way through the shutout, or excuse me, uh, all the way through the shootout as well as he turned away the first five shooters for the Wausau Cyclones. But getting it done finally uh, was Luke Anderson, number 13, the sixth and final shooter for the Wausau Cyclones. But of course, Wausau was the away team. Uh, so Milwaukee did have a chance to tie it up. So it was all on the shoulders of Connor O'Neill. And as we all know, Zach Dojan shuts the door, says no, uh, 40 saves in regulation and overtime, six more saves in the shootout, and uh, Cyclones skate uh, to a convincing and I've got to believe very, very fun and stressful, uh, maybe not as stressful as it, uh, it was tense, um, victory for the players and coaching staff alike in Wausau. Uh, the shootout order for uh, for the Cyclones first was Gage Viersba, followed by Hayden Shoemake. Uh, Dominic Bourdon uh, would take the third attempt. Pavel Bakhtin and then CJ Zins, um, who we already know had an opportunity on, on a breakaway as well. Or excuse me, had an opportunity on a uh, penalty shot as well um, earlier in the season. So Zins, uh, the fifth and final shooter. So then we move to overtime, uh, sudden death overtime regarding the shootout. And the first sudden death shooter was Luke Anderson. Uh, he was able to net that uh, shot there behind Spencer Northway. And it is uh, posted all over the Cyclones social medias. So if you want to see the highlight of that goal, head on over to Instagram or Twitter. Search at Wausau Cyclones. And you're going to be able to uh, watch Luke Anderson give the Cyclones a one nothing victory as the sixth shooter in the shootout. Uh, really not many other stats to talk about um, with that game. Obviously a 0-0 game, not much to talk about except penalties and the one goal. And then the goaltenders, which I believe we've covered uh, rather well here. But man, two starts for Dojan and two shutout victories, uh, four games total two shutout victories, and a 3-1 to one record currently for the Wausau Cyclones. A ton to hold your head high about, a ton to be happy about, and uh, a ton to look forward to the remainder of the season, uh, given what we've seen out of the Cyclones here early in the first couple weeks. Uh, as mentioned off the top, the Milwaukee Power did get the best of the Cyclones 5-2 to two last Sunday, uh, handing the Cyclones their first loss of the season. Uh, Milwaukee outshot Wausau by one goal um, and outscored them by three in that game. So Wausau was in it and did put up um, a heck of a battle, but ultimately it was Max Erstad getting the first and second goal of the game, um, topped off by Ben Creamers uh, getting your winner uh, as the third goal. And just for insurance, Mason Osmus, and then again, Max Erstad, um, with just 39 seconds on the clock remaining in the game, Erstrad decides, eh, I feel like uh, I feel like a hat trick today, so I'm going to go put this one in. Um, so Erstrad, three out of the five goals for the Milwaukee Power, and then uh, Mason Osmus as well had an empty netter, and Ben Creamers had the ultimate game winner. 
scoring in that game for the Cyclones. Uh, the one and only Cyclone to score, he had both goals, uh, Hayden Shoemake. So Shoemake just one shot away from uh, each team recording a hat trick in that game. Um, so good on Hayden Shoemake, uh, being able to create some offense in a game when you're down. Uh, he was assisted by Gage Viersma, Beer, by Gage Viersba, excuse me, and Blake Neal on the first one. David McDonald, and once again, Gage Viersba um, on the second Shoemake goal. We'll give you a quick rundown as far as stats through the first uh, two, or through the first two weekends here, four games. Um, leading the team in points, it is Gage Viersba, four assists and two goals. Griffin Lene is not far behind with three assists and two goals. And then Dominic Bourdon, Hayden Shoemake, David McDonald, um, all with three points. Aiden McDonald, Derek Kegel, and CJ Zins with two points. And then a number of Cyclones players with one, including the likes of Bowen Arola, Luke Anderson, Dylan Chapman, Tanner Chapman, Nolan Gifford, Blake Neal, and Brennan Valencia. Um, so all the way down... Uh, Deep into the roster, deep into the depth chart, uh, Cyclones already have uh, at least one point on the board. So that is very encouraging and uh, very happy to see um, these goals and these assists spread out um, amongst the different lines here uh, for the Cyclones. And one of the things that we talk about with Coach Bailey is uh, their ability to produce on offense here early in the season but also their ability, uh, what they've been able to do on defense, helping out their goaltenders. Of course, we know their goaltenders, very solid, very reliable. Um, but 15 players already, 15 different players on the Wasa Cyclones have at least one point, uh, a couple of shutouts, and it's only been four games. Um, this Cyclone season is going to be really exciting. Uh, I, I don't want to jinx anything here early. But if things keep going this way, if you can keep winning, you know, uh, three games to one, I don't see why this team shouldn't at least be able to push uh, for a playoff berth. Of course, they play in the Central, which is a very, very tough division. And uh, why not? Let's just give you a, uh, a rundown quick of what the Central Division looks like. Right now, the Rochester Grizzlies sit on top. No surprise there. They got a 5-0 record. Oregon Tradesmen with a 4-2 record. Then the Milwaukee Power and the Cyclones each tied uh, with a 3-1 and one record. Uh, but the Milwaukee Power have played an additional game, and they have that shootout loss, of course, to the Cyclones. Peoria Mustangs 0-3 on the season. St. Louis Junior Blues 0-6. So that is where things sit through two weeks of the NA3HL season in the Central Division. Uh, Wausau Cyclones, going to be a fun year. Uh, right now their goal differential sits at 7 and um, they've scored 13 goals, have allowed six. So there's a bit of a stat breakdown, player breakdown, and just a breakdown of what things looked like in general uh, as they took on the Milwaukee Power last weekend. They play the Peoria Mustangs uh, two times this coming weekend on Friday and Saturday, as Coach Bailey called it. It's going to be a really good test. Uh, the Mustangs, of course, a good program and a good team. Uh, struggling just a little bit out of the gate with that 0-3 record, currently sitting at a minus 10 goal differential. So we'll see if the uh, if the Cyclones are able to jump all over them and uh, produce the same high-level offense that we've seen here 
Um, well, that we saw two weeks ago, rather. And let's see if they can be as solid defensively as we saw last week. Uh, all right, that's all I've got for you um, right now. As far as my part goes, make sure that you can, or make sure that you're following the Cyclones across any and all social medias so you can keep up with them all season long. Uh, make sure you uh, check out the, all the away games and the home games as well available on Hockey TV. I'm going to be on the call for those each and every time the Cyclones play at home. Uh, so you can find a uh, subscription available at HockeyTV.com. Thank you to all of our great sponsors, and thank you to all of you who are listening. Please feel free to share the podcast around, like, uh, rate, review, subscribe. All those things help us, and we appreciate them all greatly. Uh, Zach Surway, Colin Bailey, and our Players Only segment with Dominic Bourdon, all on the horizon for you right after this. Thanks for being here inside Cyclones Hockey. Hey, hockey fans. Head into Fleet Farm where you'll find everything you need. From tires to tree stands, drills to dog food, toys to tools, they've got it all. You can save even more at Fleet Farm when you join the Fleet Farm Rewards loyalty program. You get exclusive offers and it's totally free to sign up. Get everything you need at a low, low price at Fleet Farm. Shop in store or online today. Fleet Farm, proudly serving the Midwest since 1955. And welcome back to Inside Cyclones Hockey. Joining me, as always, is Director of Business Operations, Zach Surway. Zach, the time is here. It's still a week away, but the time is here for the home opener. Um, October 15th, as we've been saying all off-season long, uh, tickets are still available, um, but make sure that you grab them soon, and make sure you get here really, really early. Um, It's going to be super busy that night. Uh, Zach, give us some more details about what uh, fans should expect, when they should show up in the building, things like that, uh, for October 15th home opener. Yeah, for the home opener next Friday night, the puck drops at 710. Uh, The doors will open for people going into the actual arena itself at 645, but I would encourage people to even come a little bit sooner than that, possibly 630, to to get in line. And the other thing you want to come early for is the first 250 fans inside the doors are going to receive that Cyclones hockey magnet schedule presented by exquisite windows and doors so you don't want to miss out on that as well and we encourage everyone to get their tickets of course online at wassailcyclones.com and we have been hammering home the October 15th date for a long long time but I just want to remind uh, listeners that there is a game happening on the 16th as well so two opportunities. Of course, we want to see you for the home opener. Um, but if you, for some reason, can't make it on the 15th, we'll be here on the 16th as well. Yeah, so that'll be the, the Saturday night game versus, as we wrap up the series against St. Louis. And uh, that game is the Halloween trick-or-treat game and costume contest presented by our friends at Goodwill. And a little bit more detail on that is we'll have different trick-or-treating stations throughout the, the rink for kids to, to go out to. and. Um, get some candy and then also the costume contest will be uh, an adult and a kid contest and the winner of each of those contests are going to receive a $25 uh, gift card courtesy of Goodwill. I'm looking forward to seeing what that crowd looks like um, with uh, all the different costume contests and um, hopefully a ton of Cyclones goals 
a nice uh, rowdy crowd. It should just be a ton of fun here at the Marathon County Ice Arena on October 15th and 16th. We really hope to see you out here. And following a jam-packed, exciting month of October here for the Cyclones, uh, just as much fun, uh, just as many giveaways and things happening in November. Zach, can you walk us through the November promo schedule a little bit? Yeah, the month of November is just as packed as the month of October as we started this season. And starting up on November 12th, on Friday night, it's a $2 beer night presented by Budweiser. So all Bud Light, Bush Light, uh, Budweiser are only $2 all night long. And that promo runs all the way from the time the doors open at 6.45 all the way through the 10-minute mark remaining in the third period. And then the following night... November 13th is the Cyclones Cowbell Giveaway presented by our friends at Fleet Farm. And then the weekend of uh, Thanksgiving, um, Friday the 26th, it's going to be a family night presented by Triggs. We'll have a special ticket uh, package for families to take advantage of, of that. And then the following night, the 27th, it's Kids Free presented by Findorf. Uh, so all kids 12 and under are going to receive free admission to that contest. And of course, if you want any further details on any of those things happening in November, you can find them at wasacyclones.com. We're also going to be talking about them each and every week uh, as we move forward here um, with our podcast episodes. Uh, so, so don't worry. Uh, we're going to remind you as those times get close. But Zach, something um, real special to us um, that's happening this year is going to be the Pink the Rink game. An opportunity for uh, players, friends, and families alike to bid on the jerseys that they're going to be wearing during that Pink the Rink game, and it's all going to benefit. Uh, it's it's all for a great cause, uh, a chance to raise a ton of money. Um, can you give us a little bit more details about that, um, and just uh, inform the listeners and the fans a little bit more about why we're doing the Pink the Rink game and um, who it's going to benefit? Yeah, so the the Pink the Rink game is going to be one of those special games that you had throughout the course of the season and with the Cyclones you know obviously we're a hockey team but we're much more than that and being involved in the community and helping different causes and raising awareness to those those causes and with the pink the rink game we'll be having a silent auction table um, for those those jerseys um, for that will be worn by the players that evening and also there'll be um, some information about some of the different services from Aspirus Health and where um, these funds are going to be going to to help uh, women with uh, some financial assistance in seeking services and dealing with uh, their breast cancer diagnosis. So it's going to be a really special night and uh, we hope you all can come out and attend that and help support um, this cause. And just the aesthetic of the pink jerseys flying around the rink, you know, celebrating after goals, um, that's something to look forward to as well. Uh, so we hope to see you all down here for the Pink the Rink game. And then, um, of course, don't forget that you can take a piece of that game home with you in the form of a jersey. And it all is all for a great cause. Um, we already talked a little bit about the November promotions. But as you know, um, the best way to take advantage of any promotion in any Cyclones game this year is because, uh, by becoming a member of the Founders Club. Uh, Zach, maybe some listeners have not heard us talk about the Founders Club yet. Um, can, you, can you run through the benefits and uh, how they become a member? Yeah, it's been extremely popular. We've been uh, blown away by the support that we've received uh, in this, this membership. And like you said, it, it uh, gives you all the be best benefits of Cyclones hockey uh, throughout the course of the season. And uh, 
It's only $150. I think that's the, the biggest key of it. It's an inexpensive option for you to, to get the best benefits of, uh, of the club. So what you receive in the Founders Club is a ticket to all Cyclones home games, especially uh, inaugural season Cyclones hat. One free additional ticket to uh, opening night. You save 30% off overall on the game day pricing. And then you also save 20% off on all Cyclones merchandise, guaranteed giveaway items, and a dedicated Cyclones ticket representative and the ability to hopefully as we get later in the season, purchase playoff tickets uh, prior to the general public. And you know, Christmas will be here sooner than you think. So uh, maybe uh, this is an idea for an early Christmas present for the hockey lover in your life, maybe a grandkid, maybe a child, uh, whoever it might be. Um, if they're big fans of hockey and they wanna come see a bunch of Cyclones games, 150 bucks gonna get them in the door for each and every home game. Plus Zach said, you know, extra merch, uh, extra discounts, things like that. So um, uh, really just a, a one of the best things that we've ever offered here. Yep, and at the end of the day, it breaks down. You take that uh, 150 by 22 home games, it only breaks down to um, less than $7 a game with all those benefits. So you, you can't beat it, and uh, you're gonna save yourself quite a bit of money in the process. Yeah, definitely a uh, fantastic deal, all courtesy of the Cyclones. Again, October 15th and 16th activities, both uh, going on both nights here at the rink. Home opener against the St. Louis Junior Blues. We really hope to see you out here. Um, Zach, we will talk to you next week, hopefully discussing uh, a few more Cyclones wins and getting ready for uh, a jam-packed weekend um, as we open things here at the Marathon County Ice Arena. Go Clones. Go Clones. That is the Director of Business Operations for the Wausau Cyclones, Zach Serway. Tommy's Express Car Wash has everything you need to keep your car clean. And with locations in both Weston and Wausau, it's never been more convenient. With their amazing conveyor belt loading system and license plate recognition technology, you can be in and out in three minutes or less. Plus, take care of the inside of your car with free vacuums and floor mat washers right there on site. Tommy's Express on Schofield Ave in Weston and Bridge Street in Wausau. And welcome back to Inside Cyclones Hockey. I've got Ben from Milwaukee Burger Company here. And Ben, you'll be holding a big charity event in just a few weeks, right? Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that? Yeah, our annual Burgers for Boobs, October 20th. We're donating $5 of every burger sold that day, a dollar of all Canarchy beers, since they are helping promote this with us. And then we have local gift baskets from all the local businesses put together that we're raffling off. Not to mention we're having a singer between 5 and 8. So the main event starts at 4, and it goes to the end of the day. Otherwise, we're doing the donations all day. So, Ben, are the Cyclones fans able to find you on social media anywhere? Yeah. Check out our Facebook, but make sure you check out the Wassa location. And then uh, we are always posting events that we're, we got coming up. We meet with beer reps coming in, handing out prizes. We do bingo, trivia. Not to mention, we're always posting our specials, our delicious-looking food, and our fun staff. Beautiful. So make sure you follow Milwaukee Burger Company Wausau location on Facebook. You won't miss uh, any of their fantastic deals. And who knows, you might see a, a, an enticing burger and uh, be able to easily make your decision for dinner that night. So that is Ben from Milwaukee Burger Company. Thanks a lot, Ben. Thank you. Don't miss a minute of Cyclones hockey this season. Catch all the action on HockeyTV.com. And welcome back to Inside Cyclones Hockey. Uh, joining me 
Joining me for the first time during the regular season, it is the head coach of the Wausau Cyclones, Colin Bailey. And coach, a ton of positive stuff to talk about here on this podcast, which I believe makes us both uh, very happy. Um, let's start uh, with the season opener, a couple opening games down in St. Louis. In past years, you know, you guys have had, um, you've been on the other side of a couple 10 to 1 weekends uh, down in St. Louis in the past this time. Uh, you guys outscored the Junior Blues, like I just mentioned, 10 to 1, uh, score a shutout victory. And um, things started quickly for you. Three goals in the first period. I mean, it's got to feel really good to be on the other side of one of those weekends, right? Yeah, it was nice. It was a, it was a great opening weekend to really set the tempo and the tone for the boys. Um, really show that you know they're they're a good team that they have confidence and um, that you know that they can play and, and and really make some smart plays and win hockey games and um, still have a lot to work on. But there was a lot of positives to take away from that weekend, and it was a great start. Yeah, a great start indeed. Um, as mentioned, you guys got on the scoreboard real early uh, in the weekend, but you scored 13, 13 total goals over the last four games. What's working for you offensively? I know um, in years past, maybe offense started a little bit slower. Um, like 13 goals in four games, nothing to shake a stick at there. No, absolutely not. No, I, I, you know, and I think we still have a whole other level entirely to take it to. Um, you know, we have a lot of, of, of star power and really solid players up on, on, on the uh, forward end of um, our team. And, and, you know, as long as we're getting the pucks to the net and keeping it simple, you know, we should be bearing goals, um, you know, pretty, pretty handily here. So, and, you know, our defense definitely helps us out. You know, I mean, all, all offense is generated from the defensive end of the ice there. So the, uh, the ability of our defensemen to just get the puck out of the ice and up, up, the, uh, up the ice as quickly as possible has been really uh, beneficial to us generating some offense in, that, in you know, uh, the past couple of games here and really looking forward to the, uh, having that continue. Well, and it's been positive on both ends of the ice, too. Uh, your goaltending tandem so far of Mistovich and Dojan um, have, have allowed just six goals and uh, two shutout victories already in four games. Um, this is the second season in a row that you guys have started uh, the season with an early season shutout, but um, half the games you played, you've allowed zero goals. Uh, that's got to feel really good as well, right? How much confidence do you have in these goaltenders moving forward? And has there been a difference in defensive philosophy? Um, I know not to keep bringing up, you know, years past, but there has been some struggles like uh, in front of the net, you know, protecting in front of the net, uh, things like that. And that's just seemingly um, not going on at all so far this year. So is there a little bit of a difference um, in philosophy or is it just execution defensively? And then talk about your, your goaltenders a little bit. Our, our goaltenders have been absolutely phenomenal. I, I can't tell you how much of a, a relief it is to, you know, just know that no matter what that, that puck is being saved, you know, those initial saves are being, um, being made and, and, you know, that there's some big time saves being made when we need them. Um, so to have that, you know, no worries, you know, at all, and to have two very capable, um, solid goalies and then another uh, Ryan Burke who's got a ton of potential, you know, we're just going to be patient in his development, um, you know, and not rushing him is, is just a, a breath of fresh air and is, you know, really crucial to any championship team going forward. Um, but as far as defensive philosophy, you know, that's, that's not too much has changed. I mean, we can't, we can't rely on our goalies, you know, I mean, we can't hang them out to dry and we can't just, you know, no, or just, you know, assume that they're going to be making that save every time, you know, we still need to be sticking to our basics. We need to play shutdown defensively um, and, and prevent those scoring opportunities regardless, even though that we know that they're, those goalies are going to be making those saves. Um, we can't change the way that we're playing and we still need to be, you know, defensively focused. And um, in my opinion, you know, I, I, the way that I run our program is that, you know, we are defensively minded. Our focus is defense and 
Um, once we once we are out of the def defensive zone and, and we are across that red line, then we can go to offense. But until then, we are defensively focused and we are moving up the ice and trying to get out as soon as possible. And it's been working real well lately. Um, everyone knows uh, that I, I would play goalie my entire life. So as a fan now, one of my favorite scores to see is 0-0 late in a game. Uh, I love that kind of defensive battle, that goalie show, um, as it's typically called. But what, you know, when it's 0-0 end of regulation you guys are looking uh, at overtime real early in the season uh what's the message at the end of regulation there is it just keep doing what we were doing try and calm the nerves a little bit uh uh what do you tell the boys there when it's zero zero at the end of 60 minutes yeah you know my message was pretty much just keep doing what we're doing you know i i thought we had a ton of opportunities to score goals and we just needed to bear down it a couple times um i know defensively that we are we are so solid that that's not my worry so i know that no matter what we're going to be um, you know, preventing any scoring opportunities. There's not going to be any odd man rushes in a three-on-three in three situation or anything like that. But just keeping it simple, um, driving the net hard and making simple hockey plays. Don't don't overcomplicate things. Don't try to walk through one or two guys. You know, move the puck up the ice and, and simple hockey. Shots on net, drive the net hard and um, make simple hockey plays, plain and simple. So then you move on uh, after a very successful weekend in St. Louis. You split the weekend. Uh, with the Milwaukee Power. Now you've got the Peoria Mustangs. Um, heading into Peoria with a 3-1 to one record, what's the goals, what's the scouting report, and what's your goals coming out of this weekend um, before we uh, open things here at Marathon County on October 15th? Yeah, this is going to be a really good test for us this weekend. I'm really glad that we were playing these guys uh, down on the road. Uh, Peoria is a very tough team. You know, they play a very hard-nosed, blue-collar style of hockey, uh, and they're in, they're fantastic in front of the net. You take a look at all their goals that they're scoring is um, primarily, you know, in front of the net. You know, so we got to do a really good job of making sure that our goalies are able to see those pucks um, and getting gritty and, and, and dirty in front of the net, you know, or, you know, playing with that sandpaper, you know, grit. Uh, in front of the net there and making sure that we're clearing the, the front, giving the goalies the opportunity to see those shots. Um, and then also picking up sticks, you know, in, in the, the house area as well to make sure that those rebounds are eliminated. Um, but as far as, you know, offensively, we just need, really need to simplify. You know, we're, we're skilled and we're very skilled and we know that and we're smart hockey players and sometimes we're just catching ourselves doing too much. Um, and that's where I think that we're really going to take, you know, that extra step is once we really start to just simplify uh, get pucks on net, drive in the net hard, finish with those rebounds, bearing down on sticks, um, good things are going to happen, you know, and, and we're going to have fun doing it, which has been the best part so far. And, of course, you can catch those games this weekend over on Hockey TV. Uh, Coach, any indication who's going to be in the pipes tomorrow night or not yet? Uh, to be determined, but, you know, it's a very, uh, very healthy chance that we'll be seeing Dolgen for the first game for sure, and then a uh, good chance we'll see Miskovic, but, you know, obviously everything's, you know, subject to change. So, um I feel either way, no matter which goalie we're going with, we're good. So it's it's going to be a game-time decision, thinking thinking more so. And um, I know whoever we throw in the net's going to give us a hell of a game. So I'm excited for it. All right, beautiful. Thank you, and uh, best of luck this weekend. I cannot wait for October 15th. I feel like this building's going to be rocking, and uh, the boys are going to be ready, especially uh, you know having uh, played their opponent already this season. So uh, thanks for a few minutes, Coach. Good luck this weekend. Yep, my pleasure. Thank you. That is head coach of the Wausau Cyclones, Colin Bailey. Looking to replace those old windows and doors before the cold of winter settles in? Exquisite Windows and Doors has everything you need and will take care of everything for you. For a free quote, visit exquisitewindowsanddoors.com. All right, and welcome back to Inside Cyclones Hockey. Joining me for the first players-only segment of the season 
It is number nine, Dominic Bourdon. Uh, he is a left-handed forward from Broomfield, Colorado. Dominic, thanks for taking a couple minutes with his, with us here this morning. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, so I like to typically start these things off with um, asking the players a little bit about their hockey history. You know, who got you into hockey? Uh, how long have you been playing? Uh, things of things of that nature. So uh, take it away. Um, I've probably been playing since around 10, 11. Um, and with that, I guess my dad probably was the one to get me in to hockey and start. Um, he played as a kid. And yeah, I mean, when I was around 10 or 11 is when I started playing competitively. Um, and then, yeah, my dad was the one to help me sort of get into that. So that's pretty typical. We hear, you know, a lot of parents, dads especially, um, get their get their kids into playing. But you didn't start until a little bit later, 10 or 11. You know, hockey is typically a sport where you hear a lot of people start skating when they're two, three, four years old. Um, but obviously you were able to catch up, um, make up for those uh, early kind of years. And now you're here playing in the NA3. Did you always kind of like once you started playing hockey, when did you know that you wanted to keep kind of pursuing it after high school? Or was this like a recent development, or did you always want to keep playing? Uh, tell me a little bit about that. Um, I guess, yeah, when I was, you know, a kid, it was, I played everything that I could, like baseball, soccer, football, hockey, pretty much everything. And then I think, yeah, around 10 or 11 was, it was just kind of a little too much. So I had to go with my gut and go with one, and I picked hockey, and ever since it's been the best, I wouldn't want to do anything else. I mean, it's one of the only things I do outside of school or anything else. So I love it. So, so you did play before you were like 10 or 11, but you're saying that you really got serious about it and decided like this was going to be your sport around that age, right? Yeah. I think before, and it was just kind of like skating and, you know, practicing here and there. But yeah, when I started to get into it at like 10, 11, was when it was serious and I kind of took it pretty seriously. So this is your first year in the NA3. Um, what are some of the biggest differences? I know you mentioned to me um, off air, we'll call it. We had a little bit of a, of a technical issue here. So we had to restart things at the beginning, but you did mention you played double A hockey back in Colorado. This is your first year in the NA3. What are some of the biggest differences besides maybe just speed of the game? Um, but what are the, some of the biggest differences or maybe the hardest adjustments um, for you you know, in order to play in this league uh, compared to what you've played in the, in the past? I mean, yeah, obviously speed, but I think just, like, how big some of the guys are. Obviously, the age cap is 20. So, I mean, some of the guys are playing against have played for three, four years. So, very experienced, and they can definitely throw the body around. And I think that's another thing where, you know, you got to expect to get hit when you have the puck. And I think... Playing double A in Colorado, that wasn't really an issue, but now it is because you have to expect someone to be there and on you pretty instantly. Yeah, something like I grew up playing and I just remember, you know, we were allowed to hit earlier than kids are now. And the game was just more physical at a younger age. I do a lot of NAPHL games and there's just not a ton of physicality. Um, even all the way up through high school. And then you get to a league like the NA3 and guys are, you know, they're wearing their half shields and they're throwing the body around. They're not afraid to hit. So um, I think that is a pretty big thing um, to try and, and get adjusted to. You're, you're a pretty decent sized guy, though. You're, you should be able to hold your own out there. Do you do you like playing with that physical nature at all? Or is it uh, is that not really ever been a huge part of your game? Um, I do. Yeah, I think 
it kind of puts you in the game when you're able to throw the body around. And um, But you also have to get hit, and I think uh, it is a part of the game, and it can, you know, if you feel like you're not in the game or you don't feel yourself, I think if you go out and throw a hit or just take one, I think that'll just put you right in the game. Yeah, that's something you can always do to, you know, boost your teammates or it's not going to show up on the score sheet, but it is going to impact the game, you know, in a positive fashion for you. Um, so looking forward to a couple big hits from you maybe uh, throughout the duration of this season. How are you liking it in Wisconsin? Uh, did you you spend much time here before moving to Wausau or were you kind of a homebody in Colorado? Uh, what's your experience so far here in Wisconsin? Um, I have not. Before I got here, I did not spend a lot of time or come visit. Um, I do have a lot of family here in Minnesota, North Dakota, so I kind of have a feel of like the area, but with Wisconsin, I don't know. I like it. I, I like the small town um, area. Um, it's a lot better than, I guess, the suburb, big city than or, uh, Denver, Colorado, so I do really like it. Um, and it's great to drive and through like, I guess the country sometimes, which is really nice. And then to come into town of Wausau and just go to the rink every day, which is really nice. Yeah, northern Wisconsin, central Wisconsin, it's a great place to live. I might be biased since I've been here my whole life, but um, we're happy to have you here in Wausau. We don't exactly have mountains like you guys do in Colorado, but we do have Rib Mountain over here. If you want to count that like 800 foot peak or whatever, so at least we got something. Um, are you a like a skier, snowboarder at all? Um, not really. I was kind of into it. I, w I snowboarded as a kid, um, but lately, no, I haven't really gone very much. Probably not the greatest thing to be doing when you're playing, right, you know, in the middle of the junior hockey season anyway, but. Um, all right. Well, thanks for telling us a little bit about yourself. Let's talk. Uh, let's talk hockey from this season. Uh, it was a very quick start for you guys as a team and you, and you personally uh, down in St. Louis to open the season. Um, you had the first goal of the year. You also assisted on a goal later in that period. Um, were you just were you just feeling it before the game, or you get a couple good bounces, or uh, um, how, what was uh, what was the cause of such a quick start for you here? Well, I think. Yeah, the first game of the season, so everyone wants to score that first goal and, you know, make that first big play. And I think, you know, it is really exciting when it is you to score that first goal or, you know, make that first big play. So it was really exciting. Um, and, yeah, I guess a little adrenaline rush and, you know, then you just kind of put yourself right in the game and then you're able to just have fun uh, throughout the rest of the game. But it did, did feel really nice to... For the first goal. Yeah, and then as I mentioned, you, you uh, racked up an assist later in that period, and I believe you netted another goal um, at, in what what game? Did you score again in another game? Uh, I know you have three points on the season. Is it yeah. two goals and an assist two or a goal? And, and okay. Yeah. Um, I scored the next game we played in St. Louis. It was, I believe, the sixth goal. It was the, flat, it was the last goal um, late in the game. Uh, but regardless, you got three points already on the season. I'm sure you're chomping at the bit to play against those same St. Louis Junior Blues right here at home uh, next week. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe you'll score the the first goal in front of the home crowd. Um, but as a team, you know, you guys score three goals in that first period, kind of take control of the game. How much confidence did that give you, not only through the rest of the weekend, but you know, through the next week of practice into that weekend against uh, the Milwaukee Power? 
Well, I think there's obviously always kind of a question of how good you really are. Going into that first St. Louis game, obviously all of our practices were really good and the team was kind of connecting, but I think to put it all together and play that first game and see it all really click was really nice. And then we all knew after that that we had something special and that we were really a good team. So I think that kind of boosted our confidence and then the sweep as well was really nice. Yeah, this this um, program I don't think has ever seen a three to one record after the first two weekends. So um, I'm personally very, very excited um, that you guys are as good as, as you look and uh, as good as advertised. Uh, I can't wait to call some of your games. It's gonna be really exciting. Um, two more quick questions for you and then we'll let you go. Uh, I do appreciate your time. Um, who's, who have been your line mates here early in the season? And then uh, who is your billet, uh, billet brother, I guess we'll call? Um, the line mates, we really haven't had like set lines recently. Um, I do um, the PK with GIF. Um, me and him got a good thing going with our PK, but with forward lines, five on five, I mean, I've had Iggy, Griffin, um, Giff, Dylan Chapman. Um, so I've had quite a few, and they've all been been really good to to play with. And then my billet brother, Jack White, he uh, he's a good kid. We mess around quite a lot at our billet house, um, and we even got like a pool and trampoline in our backyard, which we try and use quite up a bit. But yeah, it's fun. Um, He's a good guy. It sounds like you guys lucked into a pretty good billet family as well. Um, so last question here for you. Personal goals for the end of the season. Obviously, team goals are what they are. You want to win as many games as you can. Obviously, make a push for the playoffs. But for you personally, you know, come March, um, what would make you happy where you are, you know, in development of your game? Um, I guess I would just kind of like to uh, help the team as much as I can in, in any way, I guess, um, whether it's scoring goals or making plays or winning draws. Um, I don't know if I have a set goal at the moment, but I guess just to kind of help the team win and if that's uh, making plays or scoring goals or fighting or winning face-offs, anything, I'll do pretty much whatever. I love to hear it. Um, you know, willing to give the effort in whatever way they want you to. Uh, uh, one of the best um, trademarks for a hockey player to have, I believe, personally. So, um, Dominic, thank you for your time. Uh, good luck the rest of the season. Obviously, we'll be seeing you um, quite a bit here. Maybe we'll get you on the podcast sometime later in the season. Uh, good luck. And um, make sure, Cyclones fans, you come on down to the Marathon County Ice Arena on October 15th and 16th. See Dominic and the rest of the Cyclones in action. Uh, Dominic, good luck in Peoria this weekend. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you. That is forward number nine for the Wausau Cyclones, Dominic Bourdain.